0: Good morning and happy Friday listeners. It is currently April 24th and you are listening to today's episode of the five minute drill brought to you by Up5 Media. This is your co-host Darian Phillips and I am joined by the one and only Simran Sandhu and we've got a lot to cover today listeners so let's go ahead and get right to it. What do you got for us Simmy?
1: Well, Darian, let me just say, what an end to the week. I mean, the House came through and approved the $484 billion aid package that we were talking about on Wednesday, and it even got President Trump's approval. So hopefully small businesses and hospitals will receive the funds within the next few weeks.
0: Glad to hear it's finally signed, sealed, and soon to be delivered. But I did want to add a quick note before we move on, listeners. The Fed just announced its plans to disclose the borrowers, loan amounts, and interest rates on funding on a monthly basis. Additionally, the central bank is required to inform the public on who borrows money from the emergency loan program and how much they borrow for up to one year after the operations have closed.
1: And lately, we've heard a lot about some not-so-small businesses receiving small business loans that are upwards of $10 million from the Paycheck Protection Program. However, after widespread criticism, companies such as Ruth's Chris and Shake Shack have agreed to return their eight-figure loans back to the Treasury.
0: And outside of stimulus package related matters, President Trump has recently informed the public on his plans to extend social distancing guidelines until early summer and was quoted saying that we may even go beyond that.
1: Well, that's interesting to hear, considering that Vice President Mike Pence announced that 16 states have released their formal reopening plans, which does include Missouri, Pennsylvania and Oregon, according to CNBC.
0: Well, the tricky part here is weighing the impacts of health and economic benefits. While social distancing may help reduce the spread of the virus, it also forces people out of work. Speaking of which, roughly 4.4 million Americans applied for unemployment benefits last week, which means that more than 26 million jobless claims have been filed since mid-March.
1: Wow. But switching gears over to markets, all major indexes were trading higher for a good chunk of the day until it was reported that remdesivir, the Gilead drug that initially proved effective in COVID-19 treatment, flopped its first randomized clinical trial. However, the day did end with the Dow Jones rising 20 basis points, while both the Nasdaq and S&P 500 fell about 6 to 10 basis points.
0: Although markets in general were down today, listeners, Amazon's stock rose by nearly 1.5%, which is a bit surprising considering the company has just been accused of using data from its third-party sellers to launch competing products. Although Amazon had previously denied such behavior, recent interviews with more than 20 former employees show that the company may have been trying to hide these actions. And I'm sure we'll be hearing plenty more about this in the coming weeks, so stay tuned, listeners.
1: And in another news, America sure does love its meat, but grocery stores are struggling to secure it as meat plants either shut down or slow production due to the virus. We've even seen COVID-19 outbreaks at three Tyson Foods plants, infecting several employees in the process. And according to CoBank, U.S. beef production fell 24% compared to a month ago, while pork is down 20% and poultry is down 10%.
0: You know, speaking of food here, Simi, we're also seeing that the state of Texas is currently suing Cal Foods for selling eggs at three times their normal price as shoppers continue to stock up on groceries during this pandemic.
1: And I guess the Supreme Court has also been very active this week. They've come to a 5-4 ruling in favor of widening the grounds for deporting lawful immigrants with criminal records. And there's certainly a lot of gray area when it comes to immigration law, which is probably why the ruling was so close. But anyhow, last night was the NFL draft, so who were some of the top picks, The
0: Well, Joe Burrow, a.k.a. Mr. Heisman himself, took the first walk up to the stage last night, which means he'll be making a long trip from Louisiana up to Cincinnati, where he'll be faced with the task of trying to turn that struggling Bengals organization around. And after that, we saw the Washington Redskins pick up Chase Young out of Ohio State. The Detroit Lions chose Jeff Okuda at the three spot. The New York Giants snagged Andrew Thomas with the fourth pick, and with the fifth pick of the night, the Miami Dolphins grabbed the second QB of the draft, Tua Tungavilo.
1: Now, I told you that we have a very special episode coming out today. Our interview with Dave Fagan, a union executive, will be released around noon. So make sure to tune in, and if you like what you hear, make sure to give us a five-star rating. But anyhow, folks, enjoy the morning, get a good breakfast in, and we will catch everyone in a few hours.